1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. It's Friday. It's a little later than you're used to hearing Footy Prime news and such, but it's Friday, and we've got a lot of news and such to talk about. So to talk about it with me, Brendan Dunlop, two people that did not go to Costa Rica to work three jobs at once, three people, because producer Dan Wong works three jobs at once all the time. Actually, sorry, Wong. I right? realized that you know here I was excluding you. Uh, completely, uh, when really you're the most included person around making this Yeah,
3: you, you need me for the analysis, I'm sure.
2: That's it. I want your breakdown of how Joel Campbell was handled defensively and particularly what things you like from Atiba Hutchinson playing center back. But we'll get to that in a second. Perfect.
4: How are you feeling, Wonger? That's what I want to know.
3: Oh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, I just shared with uh, Jimmy and I, it seems like we're both on the mend. I feel better than I did yesterday. Uh, COVID has taken a, a few pounds out of me, which isn't a bad thing. Um, and I uh, I think I've had my last Neo Citrin, so I'm good. But do I appreciate you, that.
2: Do you need someone to bring. Have you Uber Eats Neo Citrin yet? Do you you know
3: what, Dave Amber, over? Dave Amber, he texted me three times and said, "Wonger, are you okay? Do you need anything?" So props to Dave Amber of Hockey Night in Canada. Oh, we, love uh, we you,
4: know he's top man anyway. Top man, top notch top man. Jimmy, how are you by the way? Because I know you got COVID, but it doesn't seem to be affecting you at all.
1: Like a million
4: lira, my friend.
1: <laughs> and you're giving <laughs> it to your how good
4: Huh? You're giving it to your son as well?
1: I told you, man. If I get something, I'm giving it to everybody. I bring everybody down. <laughs> you don't think I'm the only one that's going to be poorly and sick in this house. uh uh Everybody comes this- down with daddy. That's like yeah. with Phoenix when I did his test the other day when he got it. As yeah, soon he he, he to- stared to- at me. <laughs> he, he stared at me and I was like, look, son, come sit beside your father. Come on. We'll go down together. He hasn't spoke to me for two days.
4: Oh, of, <laughs> he he wasn't avoiding you until he tested positive, right? What's that? He was avoiding you until you until he tested positive because he's a teenage. teenager. Yeah,
1: yeah Come told on, him. Sit Look, sit. look yeah. I'm going to get you.
4: Just watch a movie. Get you when you're sleeping. <laughs> well, Jimmy and Brennan, you might think that
2: you bring everybody down around you, but you brought this podcast up, buddy. That's what the listeners say, and that's what we feel. Perfect. That's what they say. That's what they say, Craig Forrest. It's the first time I've said your names in full, so I just thought I'd I'd get that in. I want to keep this short and sweet um, because we've given you a lot of content this week, um, but uh, Canada's given us a lot to talk about in that 1-0 loss to Costa Rica, the first time that they've lost in this octagonal qualification phase. Um, But if you watch that game, hard to be really upset with how Canada played because, my God, they lost that game down a man, Craig. -er.
4: Didn't they ever yeah when when you look at the positives there's quite a few uh, other than the actual result itself um when you think about thirty five thousand people, apparently that place the acoustics is incredibly loud uh so maybe that makes up for uh playing like at uh that tight ground at uh Ricardo Saprisa stadium but the way you look that second half, it was I was trying to think, well, Costa Rica looked down a man or two, not yeah. Canada. Seriously. Yeah. Like it was like a it was like a power play the entire time. And then the chances and the post and Tejan off the bar and then I, I, Borean was an absolute he could have pulled out a lawn chair. Yeah. So Way to go I mean, from that standpoint, I think the boys are buzzing. I uh, uh, had a message from uh, John Osorio saying that yeah, obviously disappointed, but uh battered them. We're ready for Sunday, so it uh sets up Sunday a little bit uh a little bit better, I guess. well as long as I get it done, of course, but I think for the for the actual fan right now, it's not done yet.
2: No, it's not done yet. No, But you're right about Costa Rica. For as desperate as we said they were, they sure didn't look at Jimmy when they had an advantage, did they?
1: No. I mean, look, it's always difficult playing against a team that goes on hand down because people always expect you to take control of the game. Um, but then what happens is the team that you're playing against, they make it even more difficult for you. I mean, they drop back into more or less a 4-4-1 after that. Right to keep the shape and have good balance, and they made it difficult for Costa Rica, and they knew they were going to get their chances, and they they did. Um, and it was unfortunate, especially that when I came off the bar, I thought, "Oh my God, this is it; it's in." Um, but they did. I thought, you know, their their work ethic and the commitment for to the cause, I thought, was great to see. I felt for Mark Anthony K as well. Um, I think the occasion got the better of him a little bit there. Um, you know, with the first challenge, okay, you you've got your yellow. But that's where you've got to be disciplined. There was no need for Mark Anthony K to walk over and and give him the shoulder. And regardless, there was nothing to it, of course. But you know that they're going to make a meal of it. They're going to make a meal of it. Um, And obviously, him, him coming off the pitch. And if, if Mark Anthony stays on, does it make a difference? Oh, hell yeah. Of course. I think once the Canadians got in their stride, they would have they would have taken the game to them. But it was unfortunate um that he he went off in the first half and it made it difficult. But the, you can't fault the players' effort. I thought they were they were terrific. Um and selfishly, um, you know, in a way, yeah, we're disappointed. But for them to qualify and get to World Cup in Toronto, uh, in front of home fans, I think that's gonna mm. be even, even better, fellas, to be honest with you.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um but from a case standpoint, uh, I think that the the timing couldn't have been better for Canada if you're going to do a, something as silly as that, even though the player Costa Rica guy has absolutely played him like a treat, right? Yeah, He's gone down like a WWE wrestler, and he knew what he was doing, and that's what they do. And that Canada has not had a call go against them, a bounce go against them, so they finally have it. Uh, at a moment when they can afford it, and uh, I think they would have learned a few things, and Herman would have a lot of talking points. Um, and having that little bit of uh, adversity, I think the it, it's actually good for them at this point.
1: Yeah, I think when when Mark Anthony Kay gets in that dress, got in the dress room, uh, I bet you he was just thinking to himself, "What what have I just done? I knew that he was going to do this. I knew that." what to expect um and you just have that little Mm -hmm. glimpse the red mist comes in and you're like oh i want to kill this guy give him a little nut to let him know and then he pops and you just gone oh i should not have done that i knew he was going to play this out
3: okay jimmy this sounds like you're speaking from experience you've got to give me one story where you did the exact same thing or have you ever
1: oh yeah of course i've got books (laughs) of course (laughs) against these guys yeah it's it it it's so frustrating it's unbelievable because you know especially as being Canadian um, and you know even when you're playing in Europe the, the integrity of the sport uh, is is to respect the game right respect your opponents yeah we play physical we play hard but all the diving and and flopping around it's it's a disgrace for the game and you don't expect professional players to do that and of course yes it does happen um but when you're playing against the Central American teams it's even worse It's a nightmare, and they frustrate the hell out of you because they're just Mm -hmm. flopping around. They're pretending they got injuries. They're waiting for the the physio to come on, and then they're getting stretched. They slow the game down, and and that's what they do. Mm -hmm. That's how they play down there. It's all psychological. They just try to get in your head and frustrate you. Um, you Well, I I got got
4: kicked off. I got sent off in Panama for doing something silly like that too. Same thing. And then uh, Pesci got sent off. So we were down two men and we managed to grind out <laughs> a nil nil. I think yeah. Dolly went in and had to make a few saves. So I've done a few silly things myself in my time because you don't really have to do a lot. I kicked the guy in the ankles and he went down like he was snipered. Yeah. Actually, when the referee came over, I thought he was going to book him for like diving. Wow. And I was like, ref, like, look, like, what's going on? And, and he's like, red card. And then the red mist came over me, so when I was going through the tunnel, these Panamanian soldier military that were everywhere, I'm going down there, I start bumping into a few of them, and next thing you know, I got a rifle pointed right at my head. Really? Oh, yeah. He like, must have been
1: pointing it? up, though. <laughs> right. you get your
3: head. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the little plastic army men. man <laughs>
0: so
1: they get getting his buddy's shoulders Here, yeah, put me on your shoulders i gotta put a gun to this guy's head
4: <laughs> yeah and then i'm in the dressing room and the next thing i know pesci's sitting next to me i'm like what happened to fucking you because nothing and I'm like, what? Because, you know, Pesci, he got sent off in a, in a really important home game in a qualifying match in uh, Burnaby where he and the El Salvadorian guy are in the corner, and Pesci grabs the corner flag and bunks him in the head with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. But if he was doing that in England, the guy would have gone, oh, that's pretty good banter, and he would probably want to fight him. And then the referee would say, guys, none of that. No, no. This guy goes down sniper, right? Bullet <laughs> through the head. Peshy, it's like off.
2: Not actually, just the way he looked.
3: No, but it's like, you know when you're a kid and you're on a diving board and you tell your brother or sister to shoot you so you can pretend to die on the diving board? That's yeah. what I think these guys remind me of. Like, that that little bump that Anthony K gave the guy, It. I thought he was going to bounce back up. He threw himself down so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was oh, on yeah. a trampoline, now do they not can they? You know how some sports look retrospectively and go, "Hey, I like hockey." Does that? I think now, right? Um, does does footy want to do that retroactively? Going, that was a bullshit call. That guy can't keep doing that for the integrity of the game. This is just one of my uh, being a, a a neophyte to this game. Everything that you just described,
4: Jimmy, is what bothers me about. Football. Yeah. I mean, is there a case that, like the NHL, do the National Hockey League, where, okay, it was enough for a yellow card, which is your second, your red. But by the way, that was bullshit. You tried to sell me, so you're going to get a yellow for that. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Like a yellow. Retro- he, deserved, he deserved a yellow because it was a disgrace. And if you go over and if were looking at VAR, if you're watching it, it was it was. It was quite impressive, actually. I don't know if I could have thrown myself to the ground any better than that. Mm-hmm. Well, it Retroactive
2: also- penalties and yeah. suspensions like that would just be like, it would be such a legal fight because there's so much room and would be so much suspicion for, you know, corruption uh, mm. post, post-match reaction. Like, oh, well, all of a sudden, uh, this is what you're giving it for. You Think about the scrutiny that goes under VAR in the game. I think that's why they've stayed away from, having a type of NHL-style rule of this suspension, this violation. I mean, they they've giving yellow cards, and we've seen it increase for for flopping, for simulation. That's kind of been the shift and the switch. And talking about the player's reaction, um, Kendall Watson, who's played the majority of his career, at least the last decade, in Major League Soccer, ex-Vancouver Whitecaps, now at Cincinnati, uh, but was wearing the armband, I believe, for Costa Rica last night. He went over to... Venegas immediately and was furious and you saw that afterwards and i think he thought that Vinegas was getting booked when that card came out and you heard wheeler suggest that as well calling the match i think that was his gut reaction that it was actually Venegas that was going to get the yellow for simulation and uh waston's reaction in seeing that it went away was still to go right at Venegas which it seemed like for not doing it he was cheesed with him
1: yeah See, I was looking at it, and I I was thinking it was the other way. I think he was saying, okay, you've got him sent off now. Focus. Ah, yeah. Don't get yourself caught up in any more bullshit. You're going to man down. Mm. See, I thought thought he was going the other way with it now. Could have
2: been. Could have been, too. I mean, I don't speak Spanish, bud. I'll never know. (laughs) Neither does Charmin on the touchline there for two networks, and he doesn't speak Spanish. We'll never know.
4: Yeah. One thing about Costa Rica, you know, they've managed to stay in the hunt. But most of their games, you know, they're not dominant. They they don't play particularly well. They've grinded out some really unfortunate results. Uh, part of that, I think, is probably the confidence that they have a you know world class goalkeeper behind them as well. It's got a little lucky last night, but uh, uh, Navas is uh, is proper. He's a proper goalkeeper.
2: Yeah, they've got the experience. Hey, right, they've been there,
4: but they look like a fourth
2: place side. Okay, I tell you,
1: ever. the Americans got it. A- <laughs> They've got to look over their shoulder right now. Right. Now. They got they got Panama and Costa Rica next. Mhm. Oof, wouldn't want to be in their shoes.
4: Mhm. Well, Panama, they were the big losers last night. Yeah. Honduras, Maybe, yeah. not even not even, well, they still haven't won a game. And yeah, put themselves they put themselves in a position now where they need some help whereas before they had it in their hands, so they must have been disappointed about that. And Mexico, yeah. they just can't. They can't seem to score goals and finish off games. And man, average, very average overall. Concacaf has been average, except for us. I think that Canada has been well above that, which is wild,
2: right? To see, and I think that's what so many people were excited, you know, about watching Canada dominate like they did when those first half stats came up, and they came up at the very end of halftime. I thought. That can't be right. That's got to be wrong. 68% possession, 63 uh, 68. No, it was closer to 70. 68% possession that first half?
4: Yeah, but you are watching one soccer, aren't you?
2: <laughs> so so you're saying
4: that well, so they got, half, they probably got some it, It's like uh yeah, what do they what do you think? I don't know. 63. Okay, let's go. With that. <laughs> to be, to be honest with you, I think it's all the same right across the board. To be honest, that
3: is, we're not, we're not bashing one soccer. We just don't know. Is that you know? That what? It's, just, a, it's just same. allegedly. Allegedly, it's the same
4: for everything, though. I think it's absolutely anything you, any particular game you're watching.
2: So they you don't believe it, in stats. You don't believe that someone's actually tracking. So when they say miles, when they put it on and say, Jimmy ran seven miles in that match, you don't believe in that stuff.
4: I don't think that they, they don't have the technology unless you've got that. Uh, you have to go. Uh, it takes hours to be able to put it through a system. The guy to be with able his to... two stopwatches
3: just doing this.
1: It, it no, used see, to be... Click, click, click. But, but to tell how, how far a player ran. That's it's different technology too because we have GPS's on us, right? Yeah, so, so that, they do, yeah. that follows all our distances and everybody. Yeah,
4: but they were doing that up. years ago. Yeah. And they would put, oh, there so and so is running and all that. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's before they had the
1: yeah GPS. But the, or I think what, what, what Craig's saying is that, like, <laughs> for someone to be watching the match for 45 minutes, counting every single pass, yeah, and would- then right away go, Oh, by the way, they have 63% possession. That's a lie because I remember some games when I looked and the guy would come in and said, Oh, yeah, you've had eight passes and you did this. And I was like, Well, no, I didn't. Because I know I probably only had about four passes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know exactly how many, right? And, one, yeah. and a few yeah. of them were it's the not accurate. Row.
4: It's not accurate. Yeah. yeah. And that pro zone is, I think, is it, what was it called? Pro zone or something? Do you mean mm-hmm. that they use that system? Yeah, there's so many of them now. So, so they yeah, there's so many of them and what they basically did it was take sec, uh, uh, sections of the pitch each, right? And they would basically it was man hours where they would put young guys just sitting in front of computers just watching these guys do whatever and then adding up all the data. It was pretty uh cumbersome. Not it's not quite like that now, but it was then. So it all depended on the the person actually watching it. Was he watching it? Did he care? You know, like Jimmy said, I could, I could oh, well, you only got one cross in the game. No, I didn't. I got four or five. Like, what's going on?
2: We all agree that the second yellow card was was bullshit, that the uh, Costa Rican Venegas duped, duped the, the referee and, uh, and you know, Anthony Kay fell into that. Are we all in agreement that when that first yellow card went to VAR, we thought it was coming back red?
4: Um... I can't say that I thought necessarily, but when you when saw you it, slowed, it slowed down, but again, the player is trying to sell it really, really well. And if I think if I'm the referee, I thought I, he handled it properly because he should be looking at that as is, is that a clear and obvious error because I gave a yellow card already. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it was. So we'll stick with the yellow card. I think that's fair.
1: I think when I looked at it, when I slowed it down, and you see where the contact was, I went, oh, okay, mm-hmm. what's happening here? But when you see it again, when it was like uh, open play where it was actual speed, then you kind of went, oh, that's not that bad. Because he didn't yeah. go in. He wasn't malicious. You know, he didn't have that little bite in his teeth going, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to do you here. Exactly. It was nothing like that. But sometimes when they do slow it down, you look at it, you go, oh, but when you watch it real, real time, no, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. No.
2: How great were Richie Larea and Steven Estacchio for two guys who haven't been playing much for their club teams? You'd never know it based on that performance.
4: It was good to see. Yeah. I was wondering whether... Well, I think that was something too that uh, John Herman would have uh, learned from a guy uh, like Richie that he's clearly keeping himself fit um, because he's not playing for an audience force, as we know. Uh, but also, uh, he can go several weeks without actually playing uh, a top-flight game and still slip in quite nicely. Not everybody could do that. The best guy I ever saw in Canada do that was Mike Sweeney. He was like nearly 40 years old. I don't think he was even playing anymore. A little bit indoor, I think, in Ohio or something, for the Cleveland team. And he would show up for the national team because we needed a left back. And he would do an amazing job. He was amazing. Yeah. I really thought that he – I mean, he was man of the match, I think.
2: He was awarded man of the match. He had quite a few chances um, there late, I think, too, cutting in. He just looked like such a threat, which was great to see because, I mean, obviously we're we're big fans of him here and everyone was quite excited, maybe no one more so than than Jimmy, to see him go to Nottingham Forest and get a big move. And he was obviously tempted to stay in Toronto. They wanted to keep him and make him the highest paid uh, fullback in Major League Soccer and he chose to go to Nottingham Forest to, uh, to see what he could do in Europe, and he hasn't has been given the opportunity just yet. So I think uh,
1: there's a lot of people that were really happy
2: to see Richie have the game that he did last night against mm-hmm. Costa Rica.
1: I think, if, Forces, I think if, if Nottingham's watching that match, why they've got to put him in. Exactly. The way that he was bombing up and down that line is the exact way the, the same as Spence is playing right now for Nottingham Forest, up and down.
4: And the difference is they don't own Spence. Exactly. He's on loan. They're getting nothing for him. He's gonna go – He's going to a Premier League club. If if if, uh, if he's not at Forest, if they end up, you know, somehow getting into the playoffs, but he, he's gonna go somewhere big. He's a proper player for sure. But it's interesting yeah. because, like, if I'm if I'm the owner of the club, I'm going. Well, hold on a minute. We just invested in this guy. You haven't even given him a chance yet. Okay, the yeah. results are going well, but this guy's still on loan.
1: Yeah,
2: That great. must happen. I don't get it. That must happen quite a bit, though, right? When there's a, a player on loan who's and obviously Richie's a longer term thought for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the team's, you know, been flowing. Obviously, they've been playing well. They've been kicking on. I think Spence has earned his A place in that team. And just because of his loan situation, maybe the the coach thinking about chemistry doesn't want to to make that move. Knows that Richie's going to get his chances. Could that just be why we've not seen him? Even though it seems as though he's yeah. deserving for a break.
4: Yeah, I don't think it's anything personal at all or anything yeah. in the like that. The team's just doing well and the 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 gaffer is Cooper, isn't it? Yep. He doesn't want to change it. And until it's necessary, he's not going to.
1: Yeah. There there's there's a there's a plan in place for him. One hundred percent, right? Because you notice in football, especially over there, well any proper club, the head coach is watching players. Along with the director, sporting director, and the scouts, and they sit down and say, "Okay, here's the targets. What'd you think? Yes, I like this player. I like that player. Let's go get these ones." And they'll come in, they'll sit down with the head coach and say, "Okay, we've got these number of players. Which ones do you like? Mm-hmm. Who fits into our system, our style of play?" So the gaffer obviously likes Richie. He knows about him, so he's probably just being patient with him, just saying, "Okay, well maybe you know things are going good right now. We got guys in in certain positions. He'll get his opportunity, um, but he's got a great." chance of getting to the World Cup, and if he does get to the World Cup, that's even better for Forrest as well, knowing that they've got a player that's playing in the world's biggest stage. So his value now goes up.
4: <laughs> they could end up selling him without him playing a game for more money. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> <laughs> doable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, doable. There's a, there's a few players that got an international call-up. I'm trying to think, was, was Chris Smalling one that uh, he'd got an England call? And he'd only been, was it small? He'd only been like 12 games. Was he at Fulham? And then he got a big money move to to United? I feel like it was small. And there's a yeah, couple of examples right of that. Right that. Yeah. But you're exactly. right. Really good yeah. point. Um, the other thing I realized is that it was great that to to know for certain that John Herdman listens to our podcast by putting Atiba Hutchison at center back because Dasso said on our previous show that he just ask him, put him anywhere. Anywhere but with keeper, Atiba's ready
4: to do it. But he uh, didn't say he was necessarily a natural centre back. He just said he wouldn't bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know he's so experienced. You know, I mean, it does it, it makes absolute sense from a uh, standpoint of obviously Victoria not ready. Uh, uh, he has a knock. He hasn't played much uh, recently. Um, so he's putting somebody like that in who's read the game so well. I Maybe mean, really like a guy like John Work at Ipswich Town. You know, great midfielder that could score goals, leading goal scorer at Liverpool for midfield a couple of years, I think. And then he kept moving back. By the time he came back to Ipswich, he was uh, on top of my six-yard box. <laughs> 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 Couldn't get him out, Jimmy. <laughs> get out! Get out!
2: Jimmy, you had a, quite a bit of overlap with Atiba, right? You, you, you yep. uh, Your last game was '09. 9 for the national team? Yeah, around then. So that's yeah. six years of playing with Atiba.
1: Yeah, <laughs> was, uh, listen, I, still out I love Atiba. You you won't find anybody that's going to say a bad word about Atiba Hudson. Yeah. Not one. We're, the guy is a he's a true professional, great leader, great player to play with.
4: And the interesting thing is too. Remember when John Herman got the job, and you know, World Cup qualifying was coming around, and Atiba was kind of in the conversation, but it was. You know, maybe, you know, I'm not sure he's going to necessarily be part of it. And then after coming in, even at his age, uh, John Urban's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I get it. I get it now.
2: Yeah, I remember that conversation.
4: Very very valuable. But I don't want to see him have to play center back at the World Cup. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) No, that wouldn't be an ideal scenario. but. You never know what this team will look like six months from now, seven months from now, right? I mean, there's players that have made their way into this team over the course of the last six months in these 14 matches that you never would have predicted. Uh, Ugbo getting time off the bench again, and Ishmael Kone, who most people just learned about if they watched the Congo Calf Champions League and a screamer against whatever <laughs> Mexican team that was that they played. Ishmael Kone, man, like Wong, um, Wonger, Wonger, stop messaging while we're hosting. Herdman. Um, spoke about Ismail Kone saying he's never seen a player with that profile. And Craig and I spoke to Julian De Guzman on our CBC show, which, if you've not seen, you can find it on CBC's YouTube channel. And
4: he said, Prime on CBC."
2: Kone is just exceptional and a player he can't take his eyes off of, and a, a player that he thinks is going to have, you know, as as promising uh, or sees with as much potential as people started to rave about. Jonathan David and, you know, Alfonso Davies. He's, he's a guy that's that exciting to watch and to think about how dangerous and scary good was the term actually that Julian used. Can it happen good. again?
4: Can it happen again? Like, like we just keep like these players are just falling out of the sky at the moment. <laughs> like it's, a, it's unbelievable. It really it's excited,
2: exciting, right? All right. So what do you think about Sunday then against Jamaica? If well, this team plays half as
4: well as they did. 3-0, 3-0 Canada. I it's going to be absolutely them. crazy. They're going to Canada's going to score within the first 15 minutes and it's going to be a party uh, that we haven't seen in Canada for our national team ever. Both,
2: both of you guys have the experience of of playing at club level against a side who's, you know, either relegated or knows you know, they're safe, not as much to play for, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Dangerous uh, potentially uh, to go up against a team like that that doesn't have that isn't you know, playing for the top goal when you are?
4: Yes, um, to a point. But at the same time, um, they're, they're not going to go as hard into challenges. They're not going to be quite there. So as long as you look after yourself, look after your own game, ignore what they're doing, you should be fine. You should be absolutely fine. But, yeah, they've got nothing to play for. But that doesn't say, like, like, if I was showing up with Canada when we we played plenty of games and woke up qualifying, that didn't mean anything, um, it's not like I could take a day off. But No.
1: You don't take a day off. But, you know, if the Canadians come out and they score early... Mm-hmm. then the And Jamaicans, they're not very good. <laughs> no. But then the Jamaicans are just going, oh, here we go. Let's yeah. just get through this 90 minutes and go have a night in the town. But... I can't uh I think Canada's got too much for them. I think there's gonna to be too much energy in that stadium. And I think these guys are these guys are gonna be it's gonna be a high octane this game. Mm-hmm. They are gonna be flying. They're gonna be flying. And I don't think they I don't think if they do it right, they won't even let Jamaica into the game. I think they'll absolutely dominate because they know what's at stake. They know they're gonna be making history in Canada, in Toronto, huge crowd. Fuck. These are games I would love to be playing in. These are the Uh, big ones that you miss. No shit. I would love to play in this
4: one. We never had a game like it. I mean, we we played, obviously, the game to go to 94 World Cup in Toronto, a varsity packed. And it was like, oh, great. And we're telling the CSA, bought by, you know, pro-Canadian crowd, like, you know, because we never usually get that. And Vancouver, same thing. We'd be outnumbered by El Salvador, Jamaica, Trinidad, you name it. And sure enough, we get whistled coming out for the warm-up in the biggest game Ugh. of our lives because there's so many Mexicans waving flags and everything. It was like unbelievable. It might have been 50-50 maybe, but it's the just, Mexicans were loud.
2: It sounds unthinkable, but you know we talk about, all oh, the kids today, they'll never know what it's like to make a phone call on a home phone or use a pay phone or dial up internet. They'll, you know, We're getting to the point where there's – Generations that will never know what that's like. What you're describing, playing for Canada in at home in a what feels like an away atmosphere, these players will never experience that
4: again. No, I agree. I but you know, a, it's, it's, it's awesome. interesting that you know when they played in the Nations League uh, against the United States, and we did a podcast that night. That yeah. stadium was half full. They didn't even open up the upper tiers. You had Pulisic playing, Alfonso Davies playing, and we were saying, "What the hell's going on? Like, how, like, like, what's the CSA doing? Like, why are you marketing this? Like, how does this not? If it was Toronto FC on a Wednesday night against Columbus, it's sold out." Yeah, and then okay, so the teams actually brought it together, but uh, you know, the CSA. Yeah. Can't take credit for that because we just saw what happened against the United States and not many bigger games than that.
2: You say a lot of things on the show, Gregor. Most of them are pretty good. But the standout one for me over the last few months is winning changes everything. And it really has changed Mm -hmm. the whole whole thing. Um, Winning the European Championships, um, what, (laughs) less than a year ago? (laughs) That didn't change much for Italy, though, did it? Uh, I'm not gloating. I'm just reporting, if you didn't see it. Italy's not going to the World Cup. That's right. They lost 1-0 to North Macedonia, conceding in a match in which, whether you believe statistics or not, they visually throttled North Macedonia in shot attempts at least, and to concede in stoppage time and to go back-to-back World Cups, missing out on back-to-back World Cups, and be European champions in the middle of it. Honestly, I think that's more unthinkable, sounds more surreal, than Canada going to this World Cup now.
4: Yeah, no, that's a good call. Yeah. Mm. Very good call. Just and you know you what? Know, it doesn't, won't seem the same. Yeah. You got to have the Italians there. What a That's shirt. What you mean, Jimmy? I'm going to have to pull the shirt out again. out again.
1: No, it just doesn't seem the same when not having Italy in a World Cup, does it? You know? Yeah. It's almost like having World Hockey Championship without Canada. Like there's certain countries that should and are expected to be at a World Cup, whether it be Brazil, Germany, Argentina, like these teams. Mm. Italy, you expect them to be there. So, yeah, it's disappointing. On the flip side now, all those Italians are going to be supporting Canada, right? And you you think as well, well, they got to. You have to. You have to. Because you think over the number of years when the World Cup comes, you know, I've got an Irish jersey on, everybody's England, you're Portugal, and sporting this team, that team. But now we've got a national team that we can be proud of. And how exciting Mm -hmm. is that going to be watching the World Cup going, this is our team. This is our country. Yeah. We're sitting there with our with our Canada jerseys on.
4: I think it's. Well, I went to an Italian restaurant a couple of nights ago, and, you know, I see the owner was sitting there actually with a couple of his buddies, and they're bantering back and forth about Inter and whatnot, and the Syria and Italy and all that. And uh, he's, they guys were like, Canada's exciting. What a time. Like, you know what? It's not good. I, Really disappointed. I can't believe Italy's not in it, but wow. Okay. Let's go Canada. So I, I think you're right. Uh, they, they're uh, Why not? Yeah. Why not? Of course.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to seeing North Macedonia in the World Cup. I mean, that's going to be fantastic <laughs> for them.
4: Well, then we'll
3: get all the Portuguese people. Of, of Portuguese descent cheering for Canada too. So what you, what'd you
1: do you think about that one? Don eh?
2: <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm not notice I'm not celebrating until the F's next to the scoreboard. I understand that, you know, there's a potential uh yeah. North Macedonian banana skin for Portugal to try. I I know if it can they can get the European champions, you know, who who offensively were, were throwing everything at them. It's possible. I lived through the pain that was the Euro two thousand four final. Greece had one opportunity to score on Portugal, and they did, and they won the Euros in Lisbon.
4: The Italians uh, closed that guy down about as much as Jimmy would have done on a shot.
1: The ball bounced twice before it went in.
4: Get out of town. There's three guys there. He's 30 yards out, and it bounced No, he wasn't. He was 25. And it bounced in. Yeah, You know
2: what, Gregor? You'd be in a very, you know, a, a real minority here if you're defending Gigi Donnarumma because since well, he's gone I'm to PSG. Well, I'm
4: not saying it's, save- it's not savable, but it, it was perfectly placed. It was struck better. It came through a few – he might have even have been a little bit unsighted because the Muppets didn't block it.
1: Oh, here we go. No, I can't accept that. You're talking, no word of a lie, 27 yards out, Twenty five. He hits it across goal. A cross goal. It bounced at least six yards before it went into the back of the net. And you're telling me you can't save that? It's bouncing because the power is coming out of the shot. It's not like it was a rocket just boom, laser thirty yards out, bending away from the keep. It's bounced. The yeah, power it,
4: isn't there. It, it but it was still slick and it just kept it was oh, slick still, now, right? Eh? You're just assuming out. the pitch was slick well i could tell by the way the ball didn't uh slow down once it hit the deck <laughs> no, no way and how, how big how big is a keeper
1: how tall is he eight taller foot. than craig He's you're telling foot. me now it's at, from 27 yards out the Five. size of him he can't get across the pit uh, across the goal no oh, i can't no he should have saved done. it perfectly should have saved it
3: we'd like to thank everybody for listening to point counterpoint a new segment <laughs> With Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. I would have saved it.
4: <laughs> yeah, all these guys. Everybody, everybody's a goalkeeper all of a sudden. <laughs> Gotta save it.
2: I just think it's it's remarkable on so many levels. But when Gigi Donnarumma went to PSG, I felt bad for Keylor Navas because it's like, oh, it's happened again. What more does this guy need to do to keep a top job without – you know, the mm. rich teams he's playing for going out and buying the next best hot prospect that they think is better than he's, uh, is better than him. And uh, Navas has proven and it, you know, didn't, he, he showed it the other night. I think Costa Rica is not in this situation if they don't have a, a world class goalkeeper. I mean, in this situation, I mean, still alive with a chance to finish fourth here and get that playoff without mm. having someone like Caelor Navas. So mm. exciting stuff. We'll do a show or something after, after the Portugal North Macedonia match on Tuesday. Uh, we'll do a show after Canada Jamaica um, post match. Whether we include um, James Sharman or not, I don't know because he's, he's probably working for North Macedonian TV. And I think Al Jazeera <laughs> is after him. And I saw him doing <laughs> Japanese hits. And, you know, because he's, he's, he's spent time over there back
4: uh, How about we? Uh, we to that woman that said We no. did an interview with Victor Montaghani, uh last night after you know, at one o'clock in the morning for CBC. Uh good old Victor a great sport. And uh what was my point? What did Just he get? Any nuggets? Sport, and at one AM?
2: Any nuggets he, was,
3: he left it with? Any nuggets? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Were you thinking about saying something that that he said in the interview? Or off the interview. That's How
4: have you
1: lost your thought process there?
4: Do you know why? Because we did Victor in the middle of the night, Jimmy, and I got up at seven in the morning. I had to be at CBC at nine. I hadn't had anything. Still haven't had anything to fucking eat. I'm I'm really hungry and I'm hangry. Where's your cat of chili?
3: Is it not in the microwave? Shouldn't the microwave? I, mean, be I
4: mean, I've got a shirt on today. i like...
3: a big day. He put I a shirt on. on <laughs> well, this
2: is the first time I've not I've seen you on this Zoom call without a puma zip up on yeah don't take his clothes off for us
4: now what <laughs> the hell are you, gonna, you doing
2: he's
4: taking his clothes <laughs> off on our, he's gotta our, he's gotta hang phone. it back up on the curtain rod i gotta have a nap <laughs> before i gotta go on tim and friends who the hell is that uh, I, wow i can't
2: believe you you got the show name right you've been calling it tim and that other guy the whole time hey
3: tell us yeah. what you're doing for cbc craig and uh b go Monday. ahead b
2: we got something really special going on. It's a legend show, and uh, so CBC's got the legend Craig Forrest in studio with me. We'll be talking with some of his friends from the 2000 Gold Cup team, one of which you know very well and has some incredible stories, so I very much look, look forward to hearing the uh, the CBC-catered stories that Jimmy Brennan unleashes <laughs> the with, clean ones. with Paul Stalteri and Martin Nash, part of that. Uh, Paul Dolan will be on with Carl Valentine, who were part of the 1986 World Cup team. Karina LeBlanc, who won bronze— with the the women's team, will be on, and a uh, goalkeeper who's won gold, Steph Labbe, will be there too. We'll talk with Dwayne De because we've got a contact, someone who knows him really well. We'll get some of those stories out there.
4: And there's a lot I'll, of goalkeepers really on that it. show. I just thought a lot of there keepers. are a lot of should goalkeepers. There are laughs. You know, you know why? goalkeepers eh? are like, funny. Yeah, you know, hockey goalies the same thing. Jesus. They bring him in because they know they they see the game. They know what's going on because they got to be behind guys like Jimmy all the time. That's why your hair looks good. My hair looks shit because I had to <laughs> f- fucking stand behind you guys for years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has been some top class banner boys. We've had a good week. We've put out a ton of content. So uh,
1: I said we would do 25 and we've hit 40. Uh, I told you, you for- we can't do 25 minutes. It's impossible. That's why when you guys, oh, hey, listen, we'll do one. 25 minutes we'll be off. Bullshit. Like, it's impossible. <laughs> it is. Oh, we'll do it's an like, hour. It's an hour and 20 sh- minutes. My, my ass is killing. You don't me
3: anyways. You, you don't uh, shut up. You just said the, the other day that Craig just keeps going on on the phone. <laughs> he does
1: the same thing here. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't I think, get him off the phone.
4: <laughs> Jesus. He phoned me like 15 times a day. It's like like, you got nothing else
2: to do. Because he's got COVID, and that TV doesn't work anymore. Ever since Wonger told him to stop using
1: it, it's never been on again. <laughs> Nothing works. I've turned everything off, and now I can't turn it back on.
4: <laughs> your phone hasn't gone off. That's Because I turned that off, and I'm, I'm
1: struggling with that, too.
4: <laughs> All right. You go turn your phone on and
2: catch up with the world, and uh, Craig, get some sleep, and for God's sakes, eat something. Sleep? I need you on Monday, you on Monday buddy. We also, um, hey, see everybody the,
3: Sunday at the game
2: we'll see you all sunday at the game yeah so uh check the space that'll be our next show post match sunday at some
1: point Forrest, go get a sunbed fuck off Jimmy. oh
3: he does look white look you look like you've been on a submarine holy (laughs) jeez he's one
4: of the monsters he's been on a snowbed adams family (laughs) i didn't i didn't look like this when i was on cbc yet i tell you what but I i don't know what it's the wrong with my cameras just picks up everything. I guess. Did they give you the Michael Jackson makeup? <laughs> you, got, you got. You're getting whiter. <laughs> I'm taking all the. I'm taking all the pigment out of my skin.
1: He's oh, like that guy from that movie Powder. <laughs> he does. He does. He's powder. <laughs>
2: I'm yeah. the whitest
4: man it. in the world.
2: <laughs> Your English is showing. Yeah, um, I know. Christ. God. So I've learned that COVID gives you the giggles. And, uh, you know, it might affect one's taste, but it sure doesn't, uh, you know, soften that sharp tongue of yours, Jimmy. I'm glad that I'm not in the firing lines, buddy, and we got an alliance. Yeah, we're together. There we go. Well, you thanks know. for listening to this show. As Sharma would say, what does he say? Cheers for listening. <laughs> <laughs>